everyone. I'm Deputy Editor Lorraine Lawson, and welcome to The Buzz from Bank Automation News, where we explore how automation and emerging technology are transforming the banking industry. This is our weekly wrap of what's happening in the industry. First, I'd like to say thank you to our sponsor, Glia, for your support. This week, I'm pleased to be joined by Associate Editors Aaron Marsh and Elijah Poindexter. It is January 14th, 2022. This week, Microsoft released its Work Trend Index Frontline Worker Edition Survey, which queried 9,600 frontline employees and managers, including approximately 1,200 financial services frontline employees and managers. And they did conduct like 15-minute interviews with these people. Uh, overall, the study found that more than 40% of the global workforce is considering leaving their employer this month, this year. Um, banking and financial services industries employees were slightly more satisfied with their employers than those in other industries, according to Bill Burden, who is their uh, Microsoft's worldwide financial services head. Uh, they're also optimistic about technology and what it brings to the job, with two-thirds of those surveyed saying they're excited about workplace technology. And technology ranked third on the list of factors that employers or employees say can reduce workplace stress um, behind better pay and more vacation time, not not surprisingly. Um, and 78% of financial services frontline employees and managers also said they have been equipped with the right tools to do their job effectively. So what do we think? We span a, a, a decent range of ages here. Um, why do you think so many employees are wanting to shift jobs? especially frontline employees, and how do you think automation could help ease some of that? Well, I, I want to jump in on that, Lorraine, because there's a couple of things that strike me in this study. First of all is its scope is pretty impressive. You're talking about almost 10,000 people, right, that they actually sat down and interviewed on this. So the scope of it tells, you know, so you're like, well, okay, um, this is possibly some very valid information to draw from it, but 40%. So uh, what are we looking at? Two out of five people are thinking of bouncing at their job. They're thinking of walking. And um, that's a pretty big number. I think I would certainly take notice of that. If I'm an employer, maybe this is really a year to pay some extra attention to those, you know, to your best talent and make sure they don't slip away. Right. Um, that's one takeaway. But, you know, also it's important that in the financial services industry, maybe it's a little bit better than that. Maybe it's maybe it's only 30 percent, maybe it's 35 percent, but there's a little bit more satisfaction there. So that's that's important to take from that, too. I think and I don't know what you guys think, but, you know, during the pandemic, I think one of the things that has really awakened a number of employees is just the ability to work remotely. And people don't value, you know, and don't necessarily fully appreciate what a difference that makes. I think it's had a lot of employees kind of take a second look at this, and they're like, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, this is, this is, I'm going to look for something different. I'm going to look for something better. So I think that's part of what you're seeing. I think this also shows that automation, uh, you know, is not this iRobot thing where it's some dystopian thing that's going to put people out of their jobs and, and ruin lives and permanently change things. If it permanently changes things, I think from my estimation, and I think the survey backs it up, it would be for the better. Automation is is a humanistic enterprise. It is something that is literally designed to make people's jobs easier and to, you know, bring more capital into the workforce, to bring in more differentiated a job, you know, titles and, and duties into the workforce. And I think this shows it. I think it shows that people are starting to realize that 
you know, remote work was enabled by the pandemic. And then we move into all sorts of, you know, real time solutions. And, and my job has just become this much easier because of these solutions that five, 10 years ago, I would say that I would be out of a job if any, if I encountered any of this in my employment. Well, you fast forward to 2021, 2022, it's making people's lives easier and it's making people's jobs easier. And I think in the long run, uh, quality of life, I think will certainly improve and increase from this. So, that's just kind of my main takeaway It's just that people know what they want and what they want is automation. So if you're not on that frontier yet, if you're you know not ready to dip your toes into the proverbial pond there uh, as an employer, or as a business or as a financial institution, I would say get ready because people are going to start demanding it. And I want to hold on just one second, just one second, too, because Elijah, you raised such an excellent point because I, Lorraine, I know you know this and I hate to I'm sorry to cut you off the. Um, there is an inherent sort of worry that we've encountered before that um, is a sense that automation is going to take away my job. It's it's going to it's going to do my job and then I'm going to be, you know, sort of out, you know, downsized or whatever and I'm going to be on the street. But I keep hearing this in from different angles and it's that automation is going to take away the busy work. Automation is going to take away the mundane tasks that are that are, you know, clamp, you know, kind of like uh, clogging up my day and all of a sudden those employees that you have can be repurposed in better ways so automation may not get rid of your job at all it may actually as elijah said really improve it well i hate to be the sour note but that's just my role in life i will say i think it depends on uh what field you're in i think that bill burden said that he was impressed with financial services and how they had handled the pandemic with 90 percent of people working remotely in financial services and markets uh, so that may be why those frontline workers were happier. They were able to work remotely versus someone at the grocery store or McDonald's or, you know, a restaurant who couldn't do their job remotely. And uh, I think the same is probably true of technology. What we're seeing in banking and the financial services sector is that automation is taking away mundane tasks and making people happier with their work. I've certainly talked with employees who are very happy with the results of automation and wanted more of it. But again, it depends on the industry, you know. Uh, there's been a lot of automation in manufacturing that has put people out of work. Um, it, it's opened new jobs for robots and stuff, but of course our robots are very different. They're more supportive and friendlier. So, uh, Aaron, you also covered some studies this week. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What, what was the main takeaway? I did. And, um, first, a quick plug. This is, this is something new that we're, we're launching and we hope to do um, possibly like on a weekly basis, maybe on that, uh, you know, midweek, that Wednesday point. We're calling this by the numbers. We get an awful lot of surveys and reports and studies and, uh, and, and other kinds of information like this that, unfortunately, a lot of it kind of slips through the cracks. We can't always get to it, but we see some really um, neat takes and, and, and a lot of work and research done um, you know, in the in the banking and financial service industries, many, many different ways to, you know, to gauge what's going on there. So it's really relevant stuff that we can learn from it. Um, so we're going to take these things and we're going to roll them into this feature we're calling uh, by the numbers. We're going to actually, you know, kind of pull the most, you know, useful information from these and kind of serve it up to you nice and neat and, and deliver it to you real quick um, and in, in kind of punchy headlines and things. So we're hoping to do more of this, and, and it's looking pretty good. In this one, in this first installment of it, um, I'm not going to get so much into what it was because I, I want you to read. It's a little bit self-interested. Uh, but I'll tell you what it was. There was a, there was a digital, um, 
digital banking services study of about 2,000, 2000 customers um, by J.P. Morgan Chase, the, the United States uh, States' biggest bank. Um, and so they took, a, they took a look at 2,000 um, consumers of digital banking and asked them what they're doing with it, you know, how they feel about it. So some, uh, some really relevant takeaways there. I think you'd be surprised. Uh, we also heard from um, a couple of fintechs. Uh, there's Lendit Fintech and um, and Forward AI, and they did a they did some research looking at um, lending processes for small and, and uh, small businesses in particular, and uh, they found a couple of surprising things. Um, spoiler alert: there's there's a lot of room for improvement there. There's some things that can be improved. So take a look. And then lastly, uh, there is a another fintech called Telium, and they uh, they are cons- uh, customer data platform provider. And they did they did this study that looks at how financial services organizations and other uh, other industries are using these platforms, what they're doing with it. There's a couple of surprising things that are different at uh, at financial services organizations than in other industries and other fields. So um, certainly take a look, check it out. It's by the numbers. You'll see it on our site. Hopefully that will uh, maybe help some people make a business case for investing in digital once they see those numbers because. Uh, it's a pretty strong reason to do that, uh, just that one finding. Elijah, you reported on... Yeah, Daily Pay. Daily Pay and what they were doing um, with... Digital wallet solutions. Digital wallets. Thank you. <laughs> uh, my, my little document closed on me. So, um, yes, digital wallets. And can you explain what Daily Pay is and uh, uh, how does a digital wallet give access to prepay funds? So Daily Pay is one of the, I would say, premier payroll fintechs. And uh, what they specialize in is uh, digital earned wage access solutions. Uh, and they do this for a bevy of businesses and institutions. And just as a quick you know, primer on what earned wage access is, it allows people who are working in hourly roles, people who are working in, in jobs where the money that they receive on their paycheck is tabulated according to the time they work rather than just a you know baseline paycheck. Uh, they're a digital provider of that. So essentially what they do is they partner with, say, HCA Healthcare, one of their partners, or Kroger, another partner, and they offer the employees of Kroger, if they choose to use it, for a $2.99 a pop, they can go into the daily pay platform uh, and access uh, their funds as they earn. So if you work an eight-hour shift, you get paid $10 an hour, at the end of the shift, you pay $2.99, go in there, and you'll have $80. Now, what Daily Pay did that's so interesting is that they leveraged this into a digital wallet solution. So this digital wallet solution, is, is it's built on a data exchange network of over 6,000 uh, financial endpoints, and this links employees, businesses, and capital management partners. And then Daily Pay also utilizes machine learning techniques uh, to you know parse through bad data, uh, perform anomaly detection, and then from this they can determine what the what a user's pay balance will be and how they can and cannot use this money. The Daily Wallet or, or the Daily Pay digital wallet. What's so cool about it, and, and you know, in my personal opinion, is that it's not just a traditional da- uh, digital wallet where you go to your bank account, you manually transfer money over, which may or may not include a hefty fee, into the uh, into the digital wallet. Then you use that until the funds dry up and you wait for payday again. This combines both instant earned wage access with the ability the ability to pay for bills, pay for groceries, to pay for gas, to move funds around. That's all part of it. That's all part of it here. Uh, and it's also built on a real-time rail. Uh, it's in conjunction with PNC Bank uh, in the clearinghouse. So it's all real-time. Uh, and I think it's super interesting. And just to cap it off, 
I think it goes back to the point we were talking about a little bit earlier, which is that even for people in service roles and people who are working in, in you know, these sort of hourly, you know, service and retail areas, there are still benefits to be uh, to be reaped from automation. So it's really interesting. Wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, next week, we will be off for Martin Luther King Jr.'s holiday, but we'll be back Tuesday with earnings week coverage. It's already started this week with J.P. Morgan announcing they have a 20 percent increase in tech spend this coming year. Um Thank you so much for joining us for the weekly wrap on The Buzz. Don't forget to attend our Bank Automation Summit, which is March 1st through 2nd in Charlotte, North Carolina. You can learn more about the Bank Automation Summit at bankautomationsummit.com. For more podcast content, check out bankautomationnews.com and search The Buzz from Bank Automation News on iTunes and Spotify.